Welcome to Enchanting Aspects. My name is Amy. My name is Jupiter, and uh, this this is a podcast where, uh, well, one, number one, we enchant your aspects. Number two yeah. is we uh, we examine the tiny details in art. I, we appreciate them, but we also examine them. With, with any adjective. You can throw in a whole lot of adjectives we- in there. We shit on the little details in art. Have we ever done that? <laughs> Have we had a... No. We haven't had an anti-aspect yet, but I think I, we will. I think we we got sort of close jokingly a couple of times. Yeah. But we need, but we, need we... we need to make an official one soon. Like, just to vent it out. I already know exactly what mine would be. Anyways, uh, we're boring again. We're we're not doing a big aspect. We're not doing a Freaky Friday aspect. We're not doing an anti-aspect yet. We're just going back to boring old boring aspects. I'm so sorry, audience. You're just going to have to suffer through it. <laughs> Wait a year <laughs> for something cool again. You know you know the, the Twitter account, Make Up a Guy? Yeah. Uh, I want to make... A Twitter account that is make up a podcast, but it's uh, but I'm only gonna post once, and it's just gonna be podcasts where every episode is a gimmick episode, and they keep saying they'll go back to the regular format eventually. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so fun! That would be so fun! Oh my god, I need to add that to the list of podcast ideas. I have a list of podcast <laughs> ideas. Should I reveal it? Because I don't know, because I want to make some of them podcasts yet. So maybe I'll keep it hidden. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you off air. Yeah, tell me off air. This is a we, let's not get into trade secrets. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're boring. Um, whenever I am recording a new episode of Enchanting Aspects, uh, for some reason, especially, I, uh, I am always thinking, you know, what if this is somebody's first episode? Um, yeah, I think that too. And I'm like, should I, should I explain it? Uh, well, I do love if this is somebody's first episode, and one of the first things we're saying is, "Eh, we're boring. <laughs> Don't listen on. It's okay. You, you can, you, you know what? You can skip this podcast. We're boring. We're a couple of dumb idiots." I do think it is hilarious, though, that like we've got we got over a hundred listens on big aspects, like more than any of the other episodes, like really around it. Yeah. Cause I bet something like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to know what something is. I can just listen. <laughs> I love so. the big aspects was a, was a bigger episode. That's very fun. Yeah. Uh, we definitely uh, need to keep that a yearly thing too. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. So it's sure. my turn. We're going back to niche, tiny things in a thing, and I'm sorry. Yeah, apologies. (laughs) That's what the podcast is about. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll go back to our regular format, I swear. Next episode. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. So I am doing, I'm going to give you a hint for what my thing is. Uh, A hint? hint, I'm going to sing you a song. Okay. Interesting. I'm ready. Mr. Postman, Pope Postman, la, 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 You know, a lot of times you, you know, overlay the, like, actual song when uh, over your singing. And this time I want it, want you to not do that. I want you to leave it in no. raw. Yeah. 
I want you to leave it in <laughs> raw because it, it was too good. Um, it sounds it sounds kind of familiar. I mean, that's I, just a song, but the song, it's more about the words in the song, specifically Mr. Postman. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. I'm yeah, going to talk about... Me. I'm going to talk about the Postman from the Legend of Zelda series. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. Is Mr. Postman a regular? Is that a regular song? Yeah. it's. A, you haven't heard Mr. Postman? I don't think I've... I've heard Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman, send me a sand. Give me a sand. <laughs> sand in my hand. Um, yeah, that no, one. Mr. Postman's different. It's I only know the remix <laughs> yeah. where they like remix the voice. It's like po po postman, but it was a song. And it's about a postman. But my postman okay. is uh he does wait, have a wait, song. But why it's not aren't that we song. Why aren't we making Why aren't we making songs about just like regular working ca- class professions anymore? <laughs> like why right? are we making hi- like Why aren't we making fucking hype tracks for the working class? What's happening? I know, like, where's our where's our thing about fucking USPS anymore? We don't write songs about them, or the ice cream man, or yeah, uh, fucking sanitation workers, fucking the person who fucking uh, uh sells you a McFlurry at McDonald's, person who sells you McFlurry at McDonald's. Uh, the gas station attendant that has to mop up your vomit in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, let's write a song for them right now. Mr. Yeah. Gas Station, thank you for cleaning up my vomit. I really appreciate it. I'm you know sorry what? that I vomited, but I got a slushy at the gas station and I mixed all the flavors. <laughs> And I was already drunk, and it just didn't go well in my tummy. I I made a graveyard at the slushy machine, and earlier I made a graveyard at the bar. <laughs> it's a bad time. So I... the postman from the Legend of Zelda series is um, it's in the it's in the title. He's a postman, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. recurring. Can I just... Can I just say that whole thing gave me very big um, uh, fucking believe music video uh, energy. Believe? You know the the fucking uh, uh, John Lennon like celebrity music video that came out at the start of quarantine. Oh, where everybody was singing a song together. <laughs> yeah, that, I got yeah. some big energy off of that. We got to anyway. get all the celebrity to sing to sing the gas station vomit song. <laughs> Um, we gotta we gotta make sure we get john legend on the track we gotta make sure we get taylor swift on the track yep raise money for the gas station attendant no we won't raise money for the gas station attendant no 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 we'll raise money for uh an unrelated charity that mostly just pockets money into like rich people yep like 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 um like pool like a pool party association of america will donate all our money to that so that we can have better pool parties yeah it's going to a good cause yeah okay i'm gonna for real talk about my thing now yeah no for real um gas so, station attendant postman uh 
postman man is a guy he's in the zelda series and he's been in uh like five games in the zelda series the first one he was in is majora's mask and mm-hmm. here's what you need to know about the postman is that one uh his outfit is always great it's always such a good outfit uh almost always he's wearing like really short short shorts like booty yeah. shorts mm-hmm. also he always has like bunny um bunny images on his little hat and his shirt and his like other accessories because you know he's a bunny because he's fast his he takes his job very seriously in every iteration of the postman um and you always usually get to do a little mini game with him in the games like in majora's mask um you can he he gives you a, a heart container if you can uh perfectly count to 10 seconds um, press A after 10 seconds. Um, I love that. I love that yeah. he's just like, now, Link, let me sit you down. Now I'll, now I'll give you a hot container. Now, all you got to do is count to 10. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What well, well, they do, they give you the first three seconds on a timer, and then it disappears, yeah. and then you have to count mm-hmm. it on your own. And That's how they Fun get you. fact. Fun Amy Child fact. Um, in PE, in like the fourth grade, uh, our PE teacher had us all stand up and in our heads count to 30 seconds and sit down when we thought 30 seconds had passed. Oh, and yeah. I think I did this too. I was the last person standing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sat down. And then right? my teacher my teacher said, Amy, you got exactly a minute, not 30 <laughs> seconds. So that's so, that's me in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> so your clock is perfect. It's just twice as long. Yeah, I I'm I'm great at excelling what I wasn't meant to do in the first place. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love that. So postman, he's uh, he he also wears a really cute hat, which you can get the postman's hat in Majora's Mask because Majora's Mask, you know, you get masks and hats. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, there's a quest where uh, it's the end of the world and the postman is like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. You can go ahead and have my hat. And the hat lets you uh, open mailboxes. Wait, um, I'm sorry. Which, yeah, you can't open mailboxes without a hat, don't you know? <laughs> I can't open the mailbox without my hat. I got to yeah. have my hat. I got to have my hat. Of course <laughs> I got to have my hat. I think it's really funny because the first time you open the mailbox, you get a heart container. And then every single time after that, you only get one green rupee. So it's like <laughs> a one hit wonder with the hat. Uh, but it's fun yeah. to wear and has a little bunny on it and it's red. Um, uh, so real quick, I'm going to list all of the games that uh, the mailman postman is. Majora's Mask, Oracle of Ages, The Wind Waker, The Minish yeah. Cap. Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, and then my favorite, uh, also my favorite iteration of the Postman, Twilight Princess, which I'll get to in a little bit. Oh, first, love I the won't... Twilight Princess Postman. Oh yeah, it's the best one. Uh, I, I do want to, I do want to point out that in the Minish Cap, the Postman. Just a little fun fact: if if you try to uh, get in the way of the Postman, because you know he's busy delivering letters, if you try to yeah. get in the way of his path, he just jumps over you. <laughs> nothing can stop him 
nothing can stop him. The pure power of male uh, powers him through any any obstacle. He will yes. climb any mountain, swim any river. Climb uh, as, as, every mountain. As long as it doesn't get his packages wet. That's, you know, yeah. also a priority. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I appreciate this man because he cares so much about his job. And I love his outfit. Yeah. And that's basically it. And also, uh, let's talk about my favorite favorite postman, though. There's a, there's a f- couple fun little things about uh, this postman. Um, could you, I'm sorry, could, could you, before we get into your favorite postman, could you just really quick for me rank the postman? Okay, yeah. Number one, Twilight Princess, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, Majora's Mask. Actually, no, 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 no. Number two is Phantom <laughs> Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. You know why? Because this postman has fucking wings. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, he flies Correct. down, and the noise that his, his wings make is really, really cute. And also, he's mm-hmm. the only postman that doesn't give you letters. Instead, he's just really excited to read them aloud to you. So you're not allowed to read them. He reads them for you. <laughs> okay, he, that's cute. He's super cute. cute. Uh, so would you throw um, Wind Waker in there as well? I don't remember anything about the fucking Wind Waker postman. Let me... Wind Waker postman is also a bird. Oh, yeah, well, he's too much of a bird. He's a Rito. Okay. It doesn't it's too much of a bird. The other the okay. you know, the the Phantom Hourglass postman is like looks like a monkey, but it's technically just a human, I guess, but has wings. So Alright. I'm uh, I'm looking at the Phantom Hourglass postman. It's so, so cute. So I can so I can understand. Oh sure. Oh little angel boy. <laughs> little angel boy. He's so cute. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, I this this definitely like is a pretty high ranking postman. Yeah, pretty damn good. Um, yeah, and Majora's Majora's Mass postman would be next, just because he's got a little silly face and he still wears shorts, and his mini game is fun. And then uh, and then the fucking Minish Cab because he jumps over you, and then the uh Oracle of Ages because th- that one he's just a simple sprite. He's just okay on that one. Um, yeah, but we uh, need to we need to get to beautiful, beautiful um, Twilight yeah. Princess man. Yeah, thank number you. Number one, I, I he, I'm excited. Number one, he introduces himself into the game by an unskippable cutscene. As soon mm-hmm. as you leave your hometown, and you know your friends are kidnapped, and you're terrified and you finally go through basically fucking two hour long introduction of the game that's so long and you're finally ready to go into Hyrule Field immediately you hear the fucking dorkiest silliest music and then you also hear of of a postman in booty shorts and a giant ass banner flag flying from his back and he's running in a silly, goofy way up to you. And he says, hi, I'm a postman. I got to deliver you a letter. Here's a letter. Um, mm-hmm. And the letter is from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the letter says, <laughs> sender, the postman, letter. If I have a letter for you, I will approach you at high speed. Please do not flee. Oh my god. That's all it says. <laughs> I remember um, 
I remember playing uh, Twilight Princess as a kid and trying to, like, figure out a way to, like, because when the postman has a letter for you, like, you can see him running up. And there's, like, a moment where you can react, but there's nothing you can do. <laughs> there's nothing and you I kept can do. And I kept trying to find ways to try and, like, mess up the Postman AI as a kid. Uh-huh. And I I couldn't do it. I could he not find a way. He is unstoppable. He has Un- he is omnipotent powers. He's a fucking demigod. Uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's the postman. I love that this this fucking guy is this like, all right. So, so you've left your hometown. So I guess you're now a walking address. So immediately, <laughs> I've got to yeah. make sure you're established. Yeah, like he's got to fucking go straight to you. He like, cuts out the is... middleman. <laughs> like you don't need fucking what, mailbox. What is? the like what is the like organization that lets this postman just like deliver letters on foot to everyone they were like he's so fast like we just gotta let him go let him run free we we just gotta let him go um for oh that also reminds me um so majora's mask the postman hat when you show the the mask man the hat he mm-hmm. he says he says a little cute thing, which is um when you give him the postman's hat, he says, "That's the postman's hat, isn't it? That's a fine thing. It is filled with the joy of freedom." Oh, <laughs> it's really huh. sweet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I. I can I, can I say? Well, I have two things. One, I was. Like, for some reason, I was, like, really convinced for a second that that there was a mini game where you had to race against the postman. Uh, but I but I don't actually think that's true. Uh, uh, there is there is a quest in Majora's Mask where you have to um, like a postman is delivering a letter and you have to race in an obstacle while he's delivering the letter. Mm, also, does that? Yeah. I feel like there is some sort of instance where you race him, though. I feel like that's a thing. Well, what I think I was thinking of was actually the postman in Okami, who is very similar. Oh, um, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and you, he like is a repeating character who comes up a lot mm-hmm. and just running yeah. around an area, and you race him. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, so I think that's what I was thinking of. Okay, uh, what's your other thing? My other thing is, do you want to do you want to know it's fucked up? Yeah, that people were lusting all after Link when he put on the Postman outfit in Hyrule Warriors, but no one has been lusting after the Postman for doing the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, he was the OG. Um, like it's his I, outfit. I was one of those. It's, I was one of those thirsty bitches. Like <laughs> Link, Link in those booty shorts. Oof. Um. He's a. He. Yeah. He's. He's a fashion starter. He's unbelievable. Um. Another little fun extra thing about the Postman and Twilight Princess is that he hides in a lot of secret areas. Um. And you can oh. find him hiding. Yeah. He, oh. He right. hides. Oh. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah, so he he's hiding 
I'll tell you the different locations that he hides. And he says little funny things in each of the locations. He's hiding inside the stables at Wardon Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, we can just let the goats eat a messy looking letter like this. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is like the animation that he has is that he's, he's like, like crouched. crouched in crouched in the corner, like l- inspecting each letter. Yeah. And and I like I got to call that into question at least a little bit, dude. <laughs> like like you can't decide like. I don't know. I don't feel like you can decide to not mail a letter <laughs> that Maybe you have been given. Maybe he got poo-poo on it. Maybe he got mud on it by a May- messy letter. So, so who did? Did the postman fuck up and get mud all over the letters? He he is known to fuck up because also um, he's at one place. He says at a um, in a back room in Kakariko Village. He says, I dropped a letter into the hot spring, and now I can't read it. I gotta blow it dry. Oh. So he makes mistakes. He, You know what? He's not infallible, and, you know, like, we shouldn't, you know, be holding him to a higher standard. <laughs> he is but the a man, di- but he's still the, amazing. The discourse around the postman online is insufferable. <laughs> Um, also he's, he hides behind the throne in the throne room of Zora's domain. And he Mm -hmm. says, now this one is made out to a Mr. Zora. So I don't really know who ought to receive it. Now, hmm. Mr. Zora. That feels just a little bit like. A little racist. A little racist, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, yeah, okay. Maybe Postman is canceled. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, he also hides in um, the most weird place that he hides. He is in the Gerudo Desert, and he is hiding hiding on the very last floor of the Cave of Ordeals. Oh, now hold on. Yeah. How do you get there? He says, I think you're lost. It's got to be around here somewhere. That's what he says. I don't know what that means. Maybe he lost the letter or something. But yeah, he lost the letter and he's stuck in the desert. Those are those are all the places that he hides. Uh, but like he, but like he's not in any danger. He's just gonna hop over any like bacoblins in his in yeah. his way. Yeah, like, he's fine. Don't be worried about the postman. He could be in Ganondorf's fucking lair, and he'd be oh like, my God, "Huh, I would love it." Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my thing. That's my postman. I just appreciate a guy in booty shorts <laughs> and a hat, um, where it has yeah. bunny, bunny images on it. Um, I would love to be, I would love to cosplay the postman. Ooh, um, that'd be, yeah, that'd be that'd a be good so look. so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a great look. Okay. That's my thing. Uh, Jupiter, what's your thing? Oh, oh, my thing? Oh, a- yeah, oh Amy. Thing. Oh, Amy, you want to know my thing? Yeah. My thing? In case you're curious, which I know that you are, um, so surprise, surprise, and by I don't mean that sarcastically, I mean that earnestly, um, I'm talking about a JRPG today. Okay. Which is definitely not in my wheelhouse. Okay. I, I will admit, uh, this is not a game that I have played. It is a game that oh. I am currently. Uh, it's a game that I'm currently watching a let's play of. 
Okay. Uh, so uh, the uh, let's play is my super great friend, by the way, for credits purposes. So, so uh, I want to talk to you about uh, a, a game for the Nintendo Game Boy, uh, released in fucking 1998. Oh, um, that's my year. Uh, actually, I'm so sorry. That was the re-release. It was released in 1990. Fuck! Yeah, it's a shame. So, <laughs> I want to talk to you about a game called Final Fantasy Legend 2. Whoa, I've never heard of this. Now, um, now Final Fantasy Legend 2 is uh, not a Final Fantasy game. Oh, okay. It's... So maybe they shouldn't put Final Fantasy in the title. Yeah, so it's um, there. Uh, it's a series. Uh, the Final Fantasy. It's known as Final Fantasy Legend in in America. The series is, I guess, called Saga in Japan. Uh, okay. And it uh, it it evidently, you know, in the nineties, uh, Square was not convinced that Americans would be interested in playing a JRPG that wasn't called Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So. So they just was like, this one's Final Fantasy, uh, legend? <laughs> Buy maybe our game! Th- maybe this one happened. I don't know. That'd we'll be never like if tell. Nintendo, that'd be like if Nintendo released a Zelda game and said, this is Mario, uh, uh, Mario Grassman. No, no, th- it'd be like if Nintendo released a unrelated open world fantasy game and called it the legend of zelda legend (laughs) okay um uh so uh what i want to talk about specifically in this game is um i guess society the society in final fantasy legend 2 we live in a society we live in a society, and they live in a society, and our societies are a little different. Uh, so I want to talk to you about, um, well, to get into this, let, let's talk about the opening moments of the game. So okay. uh, the f- like first thing that you do when you play the game is you like choose your character. Uh I believe in Final Fa- in in Legend One and Two uh, and Three, um, the main character is like a set protagonist with a name. But in Legend Two, it's more open than that, and in fact, like a lot more open than a lot of JRPGs uh, sort of still are uh, in in a lot of ways. And to be fair, I would also say that Western RPGs are maybe a little too open. But anyway, that's yeah. a whole other conversation. Um, so, uh, so you get to choose between, uh, being a human, being, uh, what the game calls mutants, uh, in Japanese they're called espers, uh, you can be a monster, or you can be a robot. Oh my god, a robot! Yeah, uh, and each of these, like, species, essentially have uh different abilities and different ways that they level up and different ways that they like interact with the like game system but that's not what i'm talking about um although i do kind of want to talk about the fact that the way that monsters uh work so you get like 
at the start you get like an option of like a tiny dragon, an imp, or a slime. But as you go through the game and defeat other monsters, they'll drop their meat and your monster can eat the other monster's meat and turn into a different kind of monster. Oh, fuck. So it's like fucked up Pokemon. It's kind of, well, kind of like fucked up Pokemon, but if the Pokemon were uh, considered to be the same like class and status as the other people in the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> because in this world, humans, mutants, monsters, and robots all exist together. There is no separation. Um, there is shown to be like like uh, human parents that will have robot children or monster parents that will have uh, robot children is also is just like the the most like weird option only because it's the first list is like the sci-fi thing in the list of fantasy things but like but they're like what the point is is that there are no lines for parentage of just like any species can be related to any other species um uh and you go into towns and there are just like pirate skeletons and slimes and uh you know dragons and devils and um you know uh, zombies just walking around now i don't around. know about you but this sounds like halloween town <laughs> it 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 kind of does except that like it's fully a fantasy story like the story is about like your main character who again can look like anything um, mm-hmm. searching for their dad, who is, like, looking for these things called magi, which are pieces of a statue. It's a JRPG plot. But the basic idea yeah. is that there are these pieces of this goddess statue that if you put all the pieces together, you will become a god. And oh, so. Okay. And so what the main characters are trying to do, what the, the main characters like father is trying to do is to stop people from becoming gods and to like, I guess, maintain like class equality in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, like this story doesn't have like a, oh, the evil wizard showed up and summoned a bunch of horrifying monsters it's just like nah the monsters are here they they made a decision they made a moral choice uh you know to you know either be a bastard <laughs> or to try and like live in you know uh, society i suppose um oh yeah like it doesn't really go into it it's more of just like the implied like law of the world is that mm-hmm. you know all of these species are considered equals they could be enemies they could be allies they could just be regular people who are unaffiliated to you and yeah. like you know you can't you know make immediate judgments it's just like hey anybody's whatever like that's it's so a, refreshing yeah it's like such a surprising take from a video game that came out in 1990 
to yeah, just be like especially to be an rpg which is all about you know race and class and mm-hmm. like what are you and like based on what you are there's different uh you know stereotypes and mm-hmm. outcasts and but it's it's really refreshing to see that you know everybody's at a baseline like not judged or put in a bubble for based off who they are as a yeah race. it's it it's like like i i don't like i don't want to come in here and like try and like make allegories about the real life human experience it's oh, a fucking no. it's a fucking goofy ass video game from the 90s there's no there's like no commentary at on it at all it's yeah. it's it's just like oh we got to we got to get the magi oh here's a level where we're uh <laughs> micronizing and going into a woman's body to ex to like defeat an army that went into her body <laughs> like magic school bus i wish, like i wish they did that to me when i had a hurt tummy <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like like the actual like the society implications of this world are like the fact that they're not commented on is like surprising and really nice that it's just to like have even a different take on monsters like yeah like the way that we treat monsters in fiction is really strange and again there's no direct allegory usually sometimes in stories there is a direct allegory but but like generally there isn't a direct allegory but a lot of the ways that i see monsters being used in fiction is like leans on some really like just bad ideas and like you know not gonna make accusations but i will state a fact that a lot of these ideas are rooted in like eugenics which was a very popular movement in america and still is uh and you know that foundational history and especially like you know, Dungeons and Dragons, which openly inspired a lot of, like, JRPG stuff with, you know, yeah. inspired a lot of Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy stuff. Um, like, that what is, like, rooted in, like, the American culture at the time that it was being created. And also yeah. openly stated the, like, war games of, like, trying to mimic real-life battles. Like, yeah. Like, the political implications are deep-rooted in the very core of this stuff. And, like, a lot of people just sort of take that for granted and, you know, will uh, write stories without, like, questioning their inspirations. And, like, even if they aren't making, like, a deliberate stance or deliberate statement... By, like, not addressing or thinking about or commenting on your the inspirations, effectively, you're just making your work, in, like, at the very least, incredibly derivative and, like, at 
at uh, or at at best incredibly der- derivative and at worst like openly accidentally or not endorsing like some really shitty beliefs um yeah and even even stories and media that try to go against that um that in the first place they're still acknowledging it and and making it the baseline norm by trying to fight against it like mm-hmm. like you know like introducing a character who like for example ella enchanted you there there's an orc who um or the giants they're stereotyped right. to be big and scary and mean but mm-hmm. once you meet them you know they're normal people and nice but the fact that they are known to be big and scary and mean in the first place and we know as a culture outside of media too like we've been raised to to think in that way that before you meet someone you judge them until you meet them and then right. you can say oh they're okay whereas mm-hmm. in the first place you should not judge someone in the first place until you like actually get to know their character instead of right. having Ju- to be proven wrong like right. after meeting them like, yeah absolutely like like judging people based off of their actions not like you know not after preconceived notions um yeah yeah absolutely and and, and there's a lot of stories especially geared towards kids that sh- they they try to paint that as a good thing to kids of like oh here's this scary person or monster but look, mm-hmm. it's actually okay because they're nice. But it's like, no, you're teaching kids to be to be wary of those things in the first place when they shouldn't be. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it is so refreshing to see a, a, at least one game from the 90s uh, fight against that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, like, I don't even know if the developers were making a conscious decision. And again, like... You know, I, I I don't even know if this is something that, like, continued on uh, with the other Legend games. Yeah. But, like, at the very least, like, you know, accidentally or no, uh, like, the result is a, like, really refreshing take yeah. on, like, these fantasy species. And, yeah. like, and, like, and the fact that the concept of well you know people are bad because they make the choice to be bad like the fact that that is a is a refreshing take is a little yeah it's a little sketch it's a little yeah it's concerning that that is that's what's nice to hear instead of you know so many stories uh being rooted in the the question of oh is is being bad based on like who you just are like mm-hmm. not in your character but how you're born or your ancestry or whatever and ugh. right yeah um, again like it's like talking about stuff like this through allegory is useless and i think you know we've all sort of like proven that it's useless um, yeah like oh my gosh like the Zootopia, like, God, is a perfect it, example of that. Zootopia like, is they the themselves worst. like try and and talk about the whole blood thing. Is it based on who who you are in the past or who your ancestors are in the past? So is it is it hidden deep inside of you? And yeah, the movie has a lot of good messages and tries to end on a good note. But like, it's so mixed with like right, it, right. It's like, so layered with the history of things that we shouldn't be teaching kids in the first place right the uh the other like 
the other thing uh, that like I uh, heard about it that like really made a lot of sense once it was said uh, was that um, it doesn't make sense to like have an allegory about human racism be projected onto animals because the instinct for a carnivorous animal to eat a like rabbit in nature is a like normal reaction and just part of nature but with humans like there isn't a predator prey relationship in between humans like that's not a natural thing so to try and project like a like irrational bullshit like disgusting ideology and belief system onto a like a thing that happens in nature that no one can stop is a is a real is a real mixed bag it's a it's a real rough rough ride like that's yeah it's it's a nest it's not a good metaphor (laughs) it's it's not not a good metaphor it's not a good metaphor um yeah it's it's rough but again like like i even from even from just like you know, getting off of allegory, getting off of metaphor, getting off of all of that for just a second. I yeah. also want to say that the ability for anyone in the world, pretty much, to be a uh, playable character is, like, really, like, mechanically very cool mm-hmm. and also just, like is a very cool thing to be like, you know, like fucking a- anybody in this world if they see tyranny, they have the power to stop it. Yeah, I really like that. And I I think that that is just like it's just really cool. It's just it's just yeah. real cool. And like this is such a simple game that has like that is like Really, when you like see it, it's it's fairly bare bones. You know, it's a fucking Game Boy game. They could only fit so much <laughs> on the cartridge. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that like, you know, there are definitely like conversations to be had about media's impact on a person. But I also think that uh, a a lot of times, you know conversations about uh like the impact that media has on a person like is mostly used as like a defense to be like you know against like lawmakers in the past who have tried to blame media for for different shit um mm-hmm. but i feel like that argument backfires because it also inadvertently excuses a lot of like a lot of just like resting on our laurels about what is in our media and mm-hmm. like not examining it because we don't think that it has impact and yeah. you know that any reasonable person would know what it means or whatever uh, and would yeah. you know but like as we've seen <laughs> like subtlety is for losers <laughs> like subtlety subtlety gets a fucking like 
subtly gets a lot of people missing the point and gets a lot of people being like subtlety is what gets like people creating like characters that are supposed to be parodies of toxic masculinity and then toxic masculine dudes are like yes that's who i am Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah Um, like fuck subtlety all all of this it really it really makes me think about how many invisible rules and structures we have built around media already like even in just such a small thing as just fantasy settings like Mm -hmm. i mean there are only two two things taken out of that fantasy setting you know like having having races you know being different from one another in you know in a partially negative way and then also you know the the hidden rule of like a protagonist has to be a special hero who's meant to do this destiny and it has to be that person like just taking those like rules that you don't really think about very much and you've already got a drastically different way that like you know even if they didn't really mean to they're still changing the way you see and view that world and Mm -hmm. it just it just really makes me wonder like how many other like invisible rules that we put on other media and uh fantasy lands and in fiction that uh like we should experiment with and like see see how they're influencing us in good and bad ways yeah absolutely like i I think that's something that i think about all the time uh but like you know the amount of stuff that i actually consume and have the capability of thinking about uh is pretty damn limited so you know it's like it's there's a there's definitely like a lot of like uh presuppositions about all genres and aspects of media where it's just like this is the way that it's done but like mm-hmm. y'all we have fucking seen that the attitude of not wanting to change anything ever uh, uh does not work yeah it it does not function uh so so you know maybe a lot of things and maybe most things could stand to be different (laughs) yeah absolutely Uh, um woof woof what a a good conversation what a i fucking love i fucking love being insightful and shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I fucking I, love being knowledgeable and like thinking about my the world around me and 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 bring <laughs> the beginning of the podcast i'm just sh- sh- fucking talking about a postman's ass <laughs> <laughs> my brain is awakened um i think i think this one fucking calls for a moral of the story how do we combine postman um okay here's how we do it are you ready Mm-hmm. Um, the moral of the story on this one is that, um, is that society is, functions and is built off of the people who live in it and to work to make things happen. And it is people's personal, uh, personal drive to make the world around them better that makes the world better. And and we can spend our time 
trying to focus on the individual or we can recognize that collectively we stand taller together yeah like a, a postman makes a difference but so do all the other but co- collectively all the letters he says <laughs> a postman makes a difference and so does a robot and a medusa so a robot and a medusa and, and a vampire and a skeleton and a little, pirate a monkey monkey man with wings mhm um Thanks for listening to Enchanting Aspects. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, if we're at Twitter, at Enchanting Pod. Um, please rate us on the iTunes or anywhere else. Five stars, we'll read your review. Um, and uh, that's it. Oh, we have a fucking Patreon. I fucking forgot again. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Please give us money. Patreon.com uh, slash Art Deck Aspects. Patreon.com slash Art Deck Aspects. Uh, where you can support us in uh, uh, in our podcasting efforts. Uh, and uh, you can support Deck of Friendship and Enchanting Aspects as well. All the money is split equally. And uh, you, you can g- get some early episodes sometimes. And you can get... And bonus uh, episodes and stickers. And stickers. And love. And love. Yes. What yes, what we offer at our Patreon is you can turn your money into love. <laughs> I hate that. You have to understand how much I hate that. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we love our patrons. <laughs> we do love our patrons, but the um, wording is very important. <laughs> but most importantly, love yourself. Believe in yourself. Hasta la pizza. Bye. Hey everybody, I'm too sick to make a cool outro. Um, it's not COVID, don't worry. It's just swag bitch disease. Also known as the flu. (laughs) Oh my god, bye.